When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the 90 Day Fiancé WTF podcast with me, Nadia, and Lon. How's it going, Lon? Hey, Lon. Did you know that butter is good for the memory, the mind? (laughs) Yeah. Fun fact, right? Fun fact, indeed. Should I, uh, you know, increase my butter intake so I can <laughs> remember a lot more things? I was thinking about that myself. <laughs> <laughs> butter is good. Butter is good, man. It's my guilty pleasure when it comes to like f- putting fat into food, right? Dude, she is all over his diet, though. All over it. Super strict, you think? Yeah, it's becoming stifling, even for yeah. people who watch it, right? Like, it's painful to hear her talk about, okay, what's this? Uh, I want him to eat healthy, you know? The yeah. Way she- <laughs> <laughs> if you watched it, she was, like, straight up looking at what he was going to eat when she saw that he was going to butter his um his roll. <laughs> she started controlling that, too. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It is starting to become stifling and i think the mother kind of saw that too she was rolling her eyes every time by the end of dinner she was rolling her eyes at the t- every time natalie said anything up until that point yeah by the way I, i'm gonna take a crack at summarizing what last night's episode is about okay so here i go yara got pregnant julia hates farm life yes <laughs> Apparently, butter is good for <laughs> the mind. <laughs> Unless you're Natalie. <laughs> Unless you're Natalie. Andrew is trash. Andrew is... With his self-care. That's an insult to trash, okay? Oh, okay, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's gosh. too much. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Ryan's going to pawn that watch, right? <laughs> and that engagement ring. Come on. Yeah, that's a spot-on summary. Those are pretty <laughs> much all talking points that I, that I came up with for last night's episode. All right, so which one do we want to tackle first? Yara and Jovi didn't really have much to say about them, so I kind of think getting them out of the way first. Yeah, um, she's pregnant. We know that they already have a baby. Yeah. What What else? That's is another thing. Is like what else is new, right? Yeah. So for me, just looking at the episode and taking it at face value. I think she did kind of overreact at the airport. And I think when I try to analyze that scene, I just think it's because her head's a different space. She knows she's pregnant. He doesn't yet. So he's coming off a flight, which, you know, I've been known to order a cocktail in flight. If you haven't, live a little. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Do that. Trust me, your flight will be much better. So, I, I, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, dude, you know, maybe she doesn't understand that this is what people do. We order cocktails on our flight and it's just her head is in a different space. She's ready to have this kid. She's about to tell him that she's pregnant. 
And she just sees that as a sign of irresponsibility. And she hasn't mentioned it yet, but then she started taking it out on him. And he's, you know, obviously wondering where all of this is coming from. He starts to get super annoyed. I think he even told her to shut up. Like, I I was like, damn. Again, he's frustrated too. Like, dude, aren't you happy to see me? You didn't see me in a month. Yep, that's his perspective. Now we're back to this. You know, (laughs) we should be trying to jump each other's bones at this point. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's not the kind of welcome party he expected, obviously. (laughs) But then again, like you said, Lon, he doesn't know at that point, right, Mm -hmm. that she's pregnant and she's having all these expectations and she's obviously disappointed that he had a, I guess, bourbon coke. Yeah. So, oh it's well. the communication with them. It's always the communication with them. I think things could be communicated differently, or yeah. maybe they assume that the other knows how they're feeling when they speak a certain way or react a certain way, and it's just not there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she'll divulge more in the upcoming episode. She'll definitely tell him she's pregnant. But before even that conversation, I would apologize. I would apologize. I'd be like, okay, I understand. I'm fucking being a bitch right now here's why you mm. know and at least let him know where she's coming from before dropping the bomb on him yeah let's move on to another couple do you want to talk about julia and brendan i'm glad that she doesn't need him i think that was cool where she's like i can leave this isn't for me and if you're not going to do anything about it i can fucking go back I can go back to Russia today. (laughs) She didn't put it in so many words, but you know what I mean? I do not need you and I do not need this. This isn't what I signed up for. And that was for me, I'm glad that's the kind of relationship she's in. She does not give two shits. If this is going to be her American experience, you can have it. This isn't what I signed up for and I can fucking leave. To me, that was, um, that kind of made me smile because there are some people who I feel are afraid. I think they feel that life is better in America and they'll put up with whatever, you know, and they'll take whatever, they'll shovel shit to stay in the country. And she's not one of those people. And she's like, look, you can either change what's happening now or I can fucking go. So I I really like that about this episode. And I think he's got a decision to make. And it's not about siding with anybody. It's not about how do I have to make her realize that this position we're in is a really good one? No, it's about, are you going to keep her or not? Because if you're going to, you got to fucking leave, man. You got to get out of there. I like how she's more principled than we think she is, right? So the fact that she stood up to him and say, look, man, I can leave for Russia right now Mm -hmm. if we don't take actions. I totally feel her. I like when Brendan said, well, you get to be around cute animals. You know, other people want to be in the same shoe. And she's like, well, marry other people then. (laughs) And I thought that was a good comeback. I think (laughs) So yeah, kudos to Julia for putting her foot down and telling him what's up. It's like he's trying to sell this to her. You can't sell something that nobody wanted in the first place. Right. Um, you got to be a hell of a salesman to do that. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not impossible, but you already were not forthcoming with this information. She already had expectations. And 
you could have maybe managed those expectations by saying, look, we're going to have to stay in separate bedrooms or farm life is kind of difficult, but you know what? Get your head right, you know, before you get here. And I promise you things will, will get better as long as you want. He needs to prepare her or he needed to prepare her for the things she was going to experience. That was his fault all the way. And I'm not saying things could have been different, but they could have. <laughs> there was at least a small chance if months in advance, he said, look, like my parents said, we can't stay in the same room, but we'll figure something out. Or farm life is like this. You're going to have to pull your own weight, but I promise you it'll get better. We'll figure it out. But instead he waited till the last minute. And now this just, it's not meeting her expectations and she's about to duck out. So yeah. Let me close the segment by saying what Brendan did is very selfish by not being forthcoming with Julia on farm life and their sleeping arrangement. He knows full well what his parents expect of them and of her, and yet he chose to withhold those information. So this is all on him. He thought he could trap her. Is what I, that's yeah. the way I feel like. If I don't tell her, she'll come anyway. Because if I do tell her, she might say, fuck that and not come. <laughs> right, exactly. Which is, again, to my point, selfish yeah. for being you know, dishonest. The other thing is, I can see why a lot of people are comparing Brandon's mom, and I forgot her name, I think it's Betty, with Debbie, Colty's mom. Because the comparison is not just between the two of them, but... It's both Debbie and his father, and I forgot what Brenda's dad's name is, but they're not looking good on 90 Day Fiancé. They seem like they're super controlling, and they know how to push Brendan's buttons. They know his weak spots, so mm -hmm. they just keep poking on that. You know, They just keep kind of stretching him on that, if that's the right word. I, I'm trying to find the right word here, but his parents are just almost bullying him, you know, mm -hmm. living a certain way on, in their farm, using Julia as free labor. I don't think that's fair. And no, I think Julia yeah, has made it pretty clear that she's not about farm life. So don't force it on her. Think yeah. of it as a bonus. If she wants to feed the chicken or the hen or whatever, then great. You have someone to do that task for you. If she wants to milk the cow, great. But you expecting her to wake up in the morning and do the same task as the help that you pay to come to your farm, that's just not cool. You yeah. know? If I were in Julia's shoes, I would totally hate my in-laws for that. Yeah. And, and I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Oh, totally. I 100% I agree. I think what made Debbie an easy villain is she wasn't really trying to be like a sweet person. I think at, in the beginning, maybe, but then by, you know, as the show went on, she, we already knew she was, she was clearly a villain, but I think Brandon's parents do a good job of trying to play this, like, Oh, we're just a sweet old couple facade, you know? Yeah. But you know, they'll, like you said, they're, they're super controlling. It's under this guise of niceness, but yeah, you're just like, Oh, I can't stand these people. To their point, though, she is staying there. So if I were Julia, maybe I would, oh, not even maybe, I would definitely try to find other ways to pull my weight. I'd say, look, farm life isn't for me. What if you want me to cook dinner some nights or 
take out the garbage or wash the dishes or something. There are other ways. Yeah, compromise. You guys can go take care of your your farm animals. And (laughs) I will definitely find other ways to carry my weight, I guess, Yeah, (laughs) is the term. So maybe she's not helping her case either, just staying in the room, right? And yeah. Again, I think Brandon could have set better expectations for both his parents and Julia. Yeah, Brandon could definitely have brokered a better deal where, like you said, Lon, if Julia agrees to do certain chores that doesn't require her to wake up early in the morning, I think that would be a good compromise, right? But anyway. Things that pertain to their marriage, like maybe wash his laundry or something. Yeah. Or maybe wake up and make him breakfast if they're going to be a couple. So these 90 days, right, are supposed to be where they're figuring out themselves as a couple. And Brandon's work schedule is part of that. Mm-hmm. So maybe she can adapt. And I'm not saying she has to be a housewife, right? Like I'm over here saying cook and clean. Like I'm trying to stay away, obviously, from these like gender norms gender and these gender roles. roles right. <laughs> but I'm just saying as a couple, she can start doing things that pertain to their marriage rather than these things that are forced upon her by his parents. Yeah. So do you think Natalie has a heart now that we've seen her (laughs) break down? (laughs) Or is she still uh, annoying AF? Uh, uh, She's annoying. (laughs) <laughs> for one i don't know if i could date someone that restrictive much more marry someone that restrictive constantly monitoring my diet constantly telling me what i can and can't do but then again she doesn't have the reassurance that she's looking for so i can understand her frustration mike's not giving a lot you know and she needs to feel like she's in a relationship and she doesn't so i think also exercising this kind of control the mother made a good point, right? When they were talking about the ring and the mother says something like, I think testing him by giving him back the ring to see if he, he'll put it back on your finger is not the way to go. And when she said that, it made me realize that these other things could also be a test. And it could be a test of it, like his commitment because obviously she doesn't have a ring. They haven't set a wedding date. They're not picking out curtains. So I could also see uh, her control as a test to see how committed he is to them and to Mm -hmm. their relationship. So once I started to view it that way, I then started to see, okay, maybe she just needs a little bit of reassurance that he's on the same page. And this is her way of testing that. Like, oh, we had this meat challenge. Is he going to do it? Oh, he's not committing to that either. Maybe if I tell him, don't do this. And so far, everything has been a fuck off, right? So like, come on, Mike, you got to give her something, right? So I can't completely blame Natalie on that. Yes, it's annoying and it's super insecure, but he's also not holding up his end of the bargain. He's not giving her anything to work with. You know, once in a while, he'll throw out a nice little date. But that's typical though. (laughs) Yeah, You're supposed to be romantic. That's a given. So um, I don't blame her. It does get annoying. But like I said, I, after a while, I started to see that these all could just be tests of his commitment to her and his commitment to possibly marrying her because she doesn't have that right now. I want to say I am in the same shoe as Mike where my significant other closely monitor my diet. But I think there is a way to not come across annoying. Mm. Like, 
again, this also goes back to the whole Brandon and Julia thing. If you can reach a compromise, right? Like maybe what Mike could have done is, okay, you won't let me stir fry my food. Okay, at least let me have my beer. Or right. like, okay, you don't let me drink. Well, at least let me have butter in my food <laughs> or yeah. bread. You know what I mean? Like, I think once you give people choices, it's almost like talking to kids, right? Okay, do you want to brush your teeth or do you want to eat your vegetables? Like, you give them those options and they're like, okay, oh, totally. these are my options. I choose A or B. Right. So I think had he come up with a compromise or had they set ground rules on what she expects of him in terms of diet and what he expects of her in terms of like, I don't know, behavior or whatever, I think they they could be happier. But again, mm-hmm. know the outcome. So I They can to- make this fun, right? Right. Like if she were to say no meat for a week, I'd be like, all right, no meat for a week. But if I'm going to have no meat, then you're going to have to share a bottle of wine with me or something. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then she's like, well, I can't do that. And I'm like, well, I can't fucking have no meat then. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and, yeah, and make fair. this a compromise right. rather than living by your rules. Yeah. Right. Um, because I don't think he's ever done that to her. He hasn't he's thrown anything easy back. Going. Yeah. yeah, he's he is really easygoing, but she's interpreting it as just him not giving not a caring. fuck about her, not right. caring. Mm-hmm. Right. He needs to be able to also stick up for what he wants in the relationship, but like you said compromising yeah because i don't think he's completely happy with her either but he's not voicing those concerns yeah because i think it's part of mike's personality to just go with the flow right Mm. but i think deep down he's really hurt by her throwing back the ring at him i think deep down he is still not forgiven her for that he's punishing her is what she says (laughs) that's why she says she feels like she's being punished but you notice that as soon as the mom suggests okay set a date and they agreed on a date and then suddenly like she's so assured suddenly the whole relationship makes sense Mm. because now she can tell her mom like hey gotta get ready to come on april 3rd or whatever right on friday so i think had he done that earlier he would have saved himself a lot of trouble. But again... We he needed that out. nudge, though. I don't think he even had that date set. Stop. We know the outcome. <laughs> Let's not speculate too much too, too much into detail. Like, I just feel like the more we dive into, like, couples whom we know, like, how they... Already, work, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just feels silly because we're like, okay, but we know they're married. Okay, but yeah, yeah, they're yeah. still together. So, yeah, I think for me, like... Hopefully, these are all staged, but you never know. Maybe these are problems that they can use to continue their involvement with 90 Day Fiancé universe. Mm-hmm. We'll just have to wait and see. I know who's not together now, and they're throwing shots at each other. Throwing it's- shots at each other? Mm-hmm. It's our favorite trash. Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> uh, Despicable. I know, dude. I think TLC has done a a good job of finding, I think, and maybe it is. Maybe it's it's part of the casting where they say, okay, look, we need a shit bag. You (laughs) need to find us a shit bag. this season, we need a shit bag. Hey, casting, tell casting we need a fucking shit bag. So casting's (laughs) like, all right, 
you know, we need a call T. We need a fucking big Ed. We need yeah. we need somebody to fucking stir the pot. And we get Andrew. We get Andrew from Roseville, California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so do you want me to start? Do you want to start? I think you have a lot more to say. So give it your all. (laughs) So I was already perturbed, right? When they start showing videos of him like vlogging, like people are going to watch his videos. He's like, all right, guys, I'm doing this right now. And then, you know, when she finally calls him and they're having a call, you would think he would be more concerned or more caring or more sensitive about what she's just gone through. And she's like, you know, what did you do? And he's just like, I had the most amazing steak. Fuck all the way off with that, dude. Are you <laughs> shitting me? Miss me. Oh, <laughs> you should have been there. Motherfucker, you know why she wasn't there. Oh my gosh. Could you be a bigger asshole, this guy? (laughs) Oh, man. And then as she's describing the problems she's having and how she doesn't really feel like traveling is the way to go, the camera is trained right on him. And you can tell he's fucking hella annoyed. Do you have no empathy? At the very least, you can try to just understand the ordeal she went through. But, you know, it's hard, obviously, when you're on vacation and that's where your fucking head's at is the fucking, I don't know, taste testing you're going to next or the fucking steaks you're about to have. Or the massages. Yeah, the massages. And then he listed all that shit, too. Come on, man. This guy has no tact. He has no sympathy. Yeah, I'm over him at this point. (laughs) So when you say taking shots, for me, let's start there. Is she now taking shots at him on socials or what's going on? So I think we talked about this in our previous podcast where he released receipts. Oh, right, right. In the form of of his text messages that she was the one who orchestrated the whole meetup in Mexico. Mm. And... I thought that was in response to viewers who were right. who were trolling his page going, you shit bag, you piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> yeah. So I think he's still going at it. He's still continuing with the whole defending himself, right? Mm. And he's saying things like, you know, it's not my fault that she wants to meet in Mexico. Okay, so I think this is the latest. He calls Amira attention-seeking or fame whore. What? Yeah. He said she's the one who wants the attention and the fame. And apparently he doesn't care what we all think of him. He just wants his fans to know that he's not about the money. He's not Ew, about he has the fans. fame. I know. He calls. Yeah. Apparently he says, oh, yeah, but my fans would understand. I'm like, dude. That's how full of himself he is, though. Yeah, uh, He exactly. would say some shit like that, this guy. <laughs> yep. He's trying to smear Amira for sure. He's trying to convince people that he's not about the fame and that this whole thing was Amira's idea. But yeah, I think the summary here is that they're no longer together, which is great because Amira is just too good for him. Mm -hmm. I don't know what she saw in him anyway to begin with. I I feel like maybe Amira is really desperate to leave France. And sorry, listeners, I know I keep saying France, not France, but after I watched Lupin, which is actually Lupin, on Lupin. Netflix. 
<laughs> it is. I remember the French people call France, no, France, France, France. Right. So that's why I keep saying France, France, France. And I you know people think I'm like, you know. So you, we're going to go off on a tangent, but I want to say I, do say, I do tell other people that too. I do tell other people that too, because the things that the countries that we call them are not what the locals call their country. Like right. Germany is not Germany to German people. It's Deutschland. Yeah, it's Deutschland. Yeah, you know I mean, sure. yeah. yeah. China is not China to, to Chinese people. There's another name. I forget exactly what, but like. I think it's Zhongguo. Yeah. The, the countries have their own names, people. And I think France is France's way of. That's the real yeah, name. And that's, that's how we should. <laughs> I'm saying we should be calling it that because that's what they call it. If we were to stop living in this American egocentric worldview that everything has to be American, to respect that culture, we should call it what they call it. You know, right. and I'm all, I'm fucking all for that. Anyways, so yeah, those little small tangent there. But no, all good. I, I like I, that. I, I really I'll like start it. calling it France too, because that's fucking what they call it. Can I read uh, an excerpt of what he actually says? So I don't really paraphrase Let's it. Let's do it. I, I want to be as accurate as possible. He said, he tells his fans that they can choose who they want to believe, but he's showing off all of the evidence that he has in text messages. Also, he says that it's quote-unquote laughable if people are choosing to ignore the written documentation from the government. Then he goes on to say that his integrity is worth more than a silly TV show. Again, in quotes there. He doesn't need fame, filters, or lip fillers. And he goes on to say that 90 Day Fiancé fans haven't met anyone that's really like him. But he says that his fans have a choice to make. He says that fans can choose to believe a fame-hungry liar, and that's him alluding wow. to Amira, and that Amira has every reason to try to achieve fame. And he goes wow. on to explain that all he's done is try to support her dreams, and that everything he showed on TLC, you know, 90 Day Fiancé, proves that, that he supports her dream. Also, he says he didn't want or need 90 Day Fiancé. He leaves his fans with a warning to look over all of the evidence that he has put out before they choose who they believe. So, definitely a smear campaign. And mm -hmm. again, like I want to be objective in this instance. Like I want to make sure that we're not being blinded or blindsided by Amira. I mean, Amira seems so far like a great person. Like She definitely seems like the victim here. Has but, she released any statements? What receipts does she have? Um, she has not. If I were her PR person, I would say that's a good move, right? You don't want to feed take, into the take pot shots. Yeah, you, you don't want to feed into it because then people will see you as guilty unless you have substantive evidence that all along it was Andrew that's staging all of this, right? Or that's mm -hmm. orchestrating the whole like fly to Mexico and from there we can... I mean, which, again, he talked about it on the show. So we know that he's kind of proud that he found this loophole. But according to his text messages, it was Amira who said okay to it. And she was the one who booked the tickets. But again, according to Amira, he kind of guilt trips her. Well, not kind of, but he guilt trips mm -hmm. her into thinking that if she didn't, then he would resent her. And I think she really yeah. took that seriously. As anyone would, I, as I would, yep. you know. And he hangs it over her head when he does right. good things for her. And it's also very telling that he says, well, let's meet in Serbia. That was very disturbing. Like, <laughs> why Serbia? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why? <laughs> 
He's just going to start picking places he wants to vacation to. Right. It's just silly. (laughs) So I don't know what else you have to say, Lon. This guy is trash. Yeah, he's trash. (sighs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Amira. Speaking of trash. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, the we're going to talk about the last trash on this episode <laughs> which is Ryan. Oh my god, this guy Ooh. screams trash. First of all, I just want to make it clear, we're not judging him by his color or his background or whatever. I think he's just not a nice person. Yeah. And it seems I think like he's uh, a scammer. Yeah. I think fans of the show or definitely our listeners know that when, when we say trash, we're not trying to talk about anything other than the fact that he seems to be, from what we've seen, a pretty crappy human being. Yeah. He's, <laughs> um, is he like right up there with Colty? Like where would you rank? Like if we had to do like a trash draft or like a trash ranking, like what would his his equivalent be so that I think our listeners can kind of know where our head is when you talk about Ryan. See, uh, I'm going to have to put more thought into ranking <laughs> them, into definitely ranking them. But he, I would say he's toward the bottom of the pile from that last episode we saw where he started talking about some plan that he had and where he looked like he didn't give a shit, you know, about Stephanie and they were in that heated argument. Yep. So for me, that scene right there did it for me. Like this dude, he can go fuck off, right? So yeah, and then, and then even in this episode, he seemed more interested, I think, in coming to America than in in his relationship with her. Mm. So yeah, I'm glad that they're no longer together. Yeah. Uh, my notes here says, Stephanie is like a mom showering Ryan with Christmas gift, except it includes glow-in-the-dark condom and clown-looking watches. <laughs> and on my notes here, I said, we are taking bets that Ryan will pawn the watch and engagement ring. <laughs> okay. She shouldn't have told him how much that watch was. Well, okay, wait. Ass? Let me take that back. Let me take that a step further. She shouldn't have given him that watch. Yeah, dude. I don't think he deserves a watch like that. And so one of my notes was, is she buying his love or is gift giving one of her love languages? Because I also tend to be a pretty generous gift giver. And it never crosses my mind really that people might think I'm trying to buy their love. Mm. And I think that's a double-edged sword. I think that, you know, for gift givers who that's their love language have to deal with is not just what other people would think, but also for people to take advantage of us once they right. realize that. So I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she's just a generous gift giver. She has the money. And when she loves somebody, she goes all out and she's like, I'm going to get this person the best, or I'm going to buy you know everything for this person. So I want to give her the benefit of the doubt in that area. But how much is too much though? She yeah. pretty much did the whole head to toe from the skull bandana to, to the, the brief, you know. That felt a bit awkward for me. That felt a bit awkward because it was almost like I likened it to when someone doesn't find you attractive 
and they want to dress you up in a way that you are appealing to them. So, okay. So she phrased it like this. She said, oh, this is what you looked like when I met you. Or she said something like that. You were wearing like this. And I'm like, dude, well, this is what he looks like now. <laughs> so no, that, so that's a good observation. My take on that, I and I remember what she said, actually, is that she fetishizes him. Oh, him yes. So she said, this is how you look when I first met you. And then she, she, she good call for him. Good call. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So she does have a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like there's nothing wrong with gift giving as a love language. But at some point, there has to be a boundary or like there has to be a limit, right? Because then it sets the wrong expectation with the recipient. Now, someone like Ryan would be like, well, of course, every time she comes visit me, I'm going to get a new watch. Mm-hmm. You know, you can splurge on Rolexes on or whatever, right? But don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. Make it tasteful. On that note, though, you know what else disgusted me? What? When he was getting the gifts and then in the interview, he said, oh, I would rather have just gotten the money. Money. I know. Fuck that guy, dude. dude I'm like, are you trash. kidding me? <laughs> yeah. He's going to watch that. this, man. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah so dude, those gifts, you know, they, they, they came from here. She was being thoughtful. And you're just, you're like, I'd rather just fucking get paid. Like, go fuck off. This is, again, like. He's toward the bottom. If you're gonna ask for rankings, man, he's he's toward the bottom he's of that bottom. list, man. He's he's yeah. down there with Jay, like Ashley and Jay, right? So he's, I I uh, okay. Or, or, and Big Ed maybe. Uh man, there's gonna have to be tiebreakers here because <laughs> some of these people. I was gonna say Jay isn't that bad, but to cheat on your wife a day after your fucking wedding, right? That is low, dude. That's, That's pretty low. fucking low. Fucking low. <laughs> And to like, like, okay, where are we setting the bar here? Right, you have sex with one of your customers in the tattoo parlor. Like, come on, man, that's low. That's trash. That's trash. (laughs) Trash. Yeah. But in you know, like in the male department, that's trash. And then like you know, in the female department, Angela, Lisa, baby girl, Lisa. Lisa. (laughs) That's that their equivalence. (laughs) But anyway, if I digress, we 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 should we should ask our listeners if anyone's listening you know what they, that's a good one that's gonna be you know, a tough one i'm, yeah, I'm like, interested to see what people I wanna, say i want to hear what people have to say about who they think is trash in the show in the 90 day fiance universe yep. um, yeah because for me it's like obviously i think about big ed colty i think about yeah like, so they point, come up they come up a lot but if we really were to think about some of the shit that went down on the show yeah. Yeah. This Ryan guy is definitely like this Ryan guy is pretty bad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what are your predictions then for because we saw some of the preview and he looks super annoyed. Yeah. And I think she's going to tell him about cousin Harris. I thought <laughs> so I thought I, I might have spilled this in the previous episode, but they didn't finish filming. Stephanie and him. He cut. Up. He he bounced out. He, he, or bounced he out. wouldn't want to. Yeah. yeah. So she had to film the remaining part of this series with his cousin, apparently. So that's something I. Oh, I, so it was with with the cousin that she slept with. You know, I don't know. I'm just gonna let it play out because <laughs> I I wonder if 
think about it this way like when they were filming okay yeah maybe some stuff happened and then midway ryan says you know what fuck this i'm not gonna film um we're gonna break up and then stephanie's like okay but contractually we have to film and then production goes to her and say look we have to come up with a story because you have to fulfill this many hours of film right because by the time it gets to the cutting floor like we need to be able to piece together a good story for you so mm. the whole cousin thing is something she came up with i don't know because every every couple on the show has to have some sort of drama and maybe for her maybe it was the cousin i don't know maybe or maybe the cousin thing is made up i i just i'm just gonna let it play out and again i don't want to talk too much about it just because we know that stephanie is no longer with ryan good yeah yeah we'll see how it plays out I do notice that she took a page out of Rebecca's playbook by uh, printing a mask. <laughs> the mask? <laughs> yeah, a photo of them on her mask. So I'm like, oh, God. They probably Shout did. out to collage.com. <laughs> 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 Who else does that? I don't even know. But collage hits me up. I mean, Shutterfly. Oh, yeah, whatever. Shutterstock or Shutterfly. Shutterfly, yeah. It's the prints. It's the print, right? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Do we um do you want to talk about anyone else in the 90 day fiance universe? I think that's it for me. Oh wait, did we? I don't did we cover Karini? Oh, what's going Karini on? Karini and Paul? We didn't, did we? Say it, say it long. What do you think about her asking her her subscribers on OnlyFans if they want to see her and Paul have sex? <laughs> Dude, that's desperation like that. That's desperation like that. Yeah. So here's I, here's two ways to interpret that. So um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I cut you off. No worries. So one of the ways was, okay, it proves that they were attention whores and they're just trying to really milk their celebrity for, for everything they've got. But my other way of interpreting this was Paul is actually a deadbeat and he can't fucking find a job. And poor Karini is like, well, fuck, we got a kid. Two kids. Two kids. And if you can't fucking do this, then we got to do something, right? So that's where I'm looking at it. Is he really that much of a fucking deadbeat? He can't provide for his family that Karini is doing the best she fucking can. And she's like, look, do you guys want to watch us? <laughs> I don't like to say it. But you guys want to watch us have sex? Hey, to your point, Lon, are they attention whores? Well, you have to think about how Paul found Karini. She was a webcam girl. So I'm not sure that <gasps> I forgot about that. Yeah, so to her, this is like kind of what she did before, maybe. Oh, but I, I guess instead You're of right. her just posing by herself, like now she has someone to perform and act with that might... This is another day in. for her. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, and Paul has only fans as well, but on his account, he does really silly travel explorer thing where he like goes to the Amazon and I don't know what he's trying to like, you know, show his fans what he's been up to. Which again, that also tells me that he's a deadbeat who couldn't find work. Mm-hmm. Didn't you run up on some tea um, a few episodes, not a few episodes ago, a while back, where 
like TLC dropped them. TLC dropped them because TLC was hip to their to their game. Like, oh, these guys are just they're just trying to stir up unnecessary drama to get more airtime or something like that. Yeah, something so they, like that, right? TLC fired them. Mm-hmm. I forgot the official reason, but it's something along the lines of like they've been duped and they were like, mm. you know what, we're not dealing with your bullshit anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Can we talk about another Brazilian? Let's go for it. So Jess, Jess Caroline. Coco Jess, Jess, right. Yeah, she spilled a lot of tea in Portuguese to her, I guess, Portuguese-speaking fans. I want to share my screen one. I mean, our, our listeners probably don't know we're recording this on, on Zoom. So shout out to Zoom. Well, sh- share it anyway. Because I think, if anything, we could make good Instagram content out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see. And we'll throw that on the Instagram and then have them like tune into the show. Once they see the Instagram video, they go, what are they fucking talking about? And then they can like tune in. Yeah. So this is on I just saw quotations fuck off and I'm like, wow. Where? In the middle. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. So she talks about, I mean, I'm just going to summarize it because, you know, if if our listeners want to learn more, they can, I can, I can leave a link behind or we can talk about it or we can post it on Instagram, Uh, maybe make a meme out of it or something. But I think she basically talks about her relationship with Colt and what actually happened. Mm -hmm. She obviously, you know, discussed Debbie, calls Debbie a snake. I want to pick out the stuff that, that stands out to me is that pretty much confirm our suspicion Colt and Vanessa have been together like the whole time right and I think Mariam even told us about this like the reason why Colt and Larissa split up is because Larissa found out that Colt and Vanessa had something going on on a down low and that carried over even when Colt was filming with Jess for those people who subscribe to Discovery Plus and Lon I, I would like us to talk about our thoughts on Discovery Plus but anyway Discovery Plus is going to release a new series called 90 Day Fiancé Single, I believe. Single again, I could be wrong. I'll check it out. I'll correct it on our description. But they're going to feature Colt dating again, which is bullshit according to Jess because Colt and Vanessa eventually got engaged. And I think we saw snippets of Colt going on one knee and proposing to Vanessa. Now, we don't know what the outcome is, but Colt is definitely trying to milk his 90 day fiance career here. Like, even though he's with Vanessa or, he, or he's in love or likes Vanessa, he's still trying to make it happen for him on mm-hmm. 90 day fiance. And he's all about his revenge porn, too. So, you know, That's he never. fucking terrible. Yeah. We, I think we talked about this on. We did. You know, yeah, we did. So, nothing new here. You know, we know that Colt is trash. Something that I found really, really interesting is that. Jess talks about having COVID and I think that means she had COVID. I'm not sure what that Mm. means. She talks about not being able to find regular beans in the supermarket. Okay, never mind that. This (laughs) this part here stands out to me. Tells her Brazilian followers to get their green card by making an okay Cupid account in the city where they would like to live one day and find a man to marry that way. Lon, what do you think? Is she releasing a, <laughs> a secret here that we? I mean, look, I'm or... saying, you know, and I, I, I'll, I'll say this again. Is that part of a hustle? Like, do you gotta respect, respect the hustle? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta respect the hustle, man. I get it. 
I think if, if anyone were to make critical judgments about this, you're not them. You haven't lived in squalor or in poverty enough to have to do something extreme. And I don't even think that's extreme. I don't think that's extreme. You know what I think is extreme? I think fucking putting on a ski mask and robbing a bank is extreme. Like, and, you know, again, uh, I'm not judging anybody. I think, obviously, I think it's wrong. But I'm not fucking starving with kids to feed. Because if I was and I had no other options, I don't know what the fuck I'd do. I would probably mask up. So I can sit here, you know, in, in my privilege and say, that's fucking wrong. But I think it's a lot better than going out and robbing a store. So like, look, I think you can find love. And I think a dating site like OkCupid is very possible. Who am I to say that even if they did that, that even if they fucking did do that, that they couldn't meet somebody that they genuinely loved? Yeah, is the goal to land a person in a particular place? Of course. But can we honestly say that they aren't in love? You can find love anywhere, I believe. I think as romantic as it sounds, I don't think there's just only one person. I think there are perfect people, obviously, uh, for everybody. There's someone for everybody, we like to say, as the saying goes. But I don't think it's only one person. I think you can be compatible with many people. So to throw a wide net out there and to say, I want to fall in love with somebody in California or fall in love with somebody in New York or wherever your heart desires, like she says, that's a, is actually a great way to look at a dating site. And it's no different than what people are already doing right now. Yeah. You know, going to, oh, you know what? America just isn't working for me. Let's go check out the Ukraine. Who are we to fucking judge? Americans are doing it all the time. So I made a little account on the Filipino site. Oh, you did. That's what you did. <laughs> you fucking did that. <laughs> you know, people yeah. do it. We're yeah. fucking doing it. So who are we to True. say, oh, ooh, she just wants to come to America. Well, you know what? Some other people are trying to find love in the Ukraine or in the Philippines or in Thailand yep. or in Brazil or in the Dominican Republic. It's no fucking different. Yep. So like, yeah, you got to respect the hustle. I think it's smart. I think it, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't know if anyone saw the stand up with Aziz Ansari, where he said dating's kind of funny. And he made this joke about like, imagine going to a bar and whipping out the list and going, I want A, B, C, and D. And then anybody who doesn't meet that criteria fucking disappears. And then you're like, hey, and then you're left with only those people. Yeah. So like, I don't see that it's any different than that. Like saying, okay, are you a male or female? Are you a Christian, Muslim, or atheist? Are you, that's just another criteria. Do you live in one of these 50 states? So yeah, I think that's actually really smart. Yeah, like you say, it's at least it's an honest way of looking for a partner, right? And yeah, I mean, so what if you want to narrow your search to a certain country? Like you said, people are doing it the other way too, right? Like you said, men are looking for Ukrainian wives or Russian wives. So, I'm sorry, American men are like, think about David and Lana, mm -hmm. right? Or Caesar, if anyone remembers that. <laughs> I think and it's, it's it's a mutual thing too. So right. here's the thing, right? I've been on OKCupid and when you meet the criteria, you don't fucking care. 
if somebody were saying, you know, I'm looking for a guy in his thirties who lives in Seattle, or that's where I was at when my account was fucking on OkCupid, I'd be like, oh, that's me. I meet that criteria. I'm in Seattle, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's a mutual thing. Like, you know what I mean? No one's getting played here. That's just how it is, you know? So yeah. I hear you. Do we want to <laughs> address Discovery Plus right now? Or do we want to leave it till the next recording? If we got time. Let's get into yeah. it if we got time. Yeah, maybe just five more minutes in- until this thing Discovery runs out. Discovery Plus. If, if we got to do it for content, like I'm, I'm down to explore that as a content possibilities. But listeners, y'all got to start forking out some donations. <laughs> <laughs> If you want us to start paying to do this podcast without ads, yeah, <laughs> yeah we got to pay some bills, man. We can't keep doing this ad free. <laughs> I know, right? I do want to um, say like I I wouldn't mind because people would people can come back to us and say, "Look, man, it's only five dollars a month." It's but not. It's not too bad. It's not but... too bad, but in the grand scheme of things, there are other streaming services that are yeah. much more value for money right we there's that we still got to upgrade our software come on y'all give us yeah. a break <laughs> we are on zoom's basic plan right now <laughs> because, because discord betrayed us in the yeah. most major way struggle uh, city here listeners <laughs> <laughs> we want to give the content to y'all so we got it. we're doing what it takes right now <laughs> yeah i think for me small in principle it's just i cannot believe these networks have the audacity to carve out a portion of their content and make it online and mm-hmm. make us all pave it behind a paywall right yeah yep and i thought that's a shitty ass move during a pandemic because they know that we're stuck at home you know at least most of us or some of us are stuck at home so they're like, okay, well, we have this huge following of 90 Day Fiance. Let's stir them to our paid platform. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, some of us are struggling. Like, you know, Lon and myself, we're lucky that we still have jobs. But for those of you or for some people who are trying to make ends meet during the pandemic, holy shit, that's an insult. That's a slap in the face, I feel, you know? Yeah. I'm actually, like, that's a good poll to take. I think I'll put that out on Twitter. Cool. Just see how many people. Yeah. Just to see. Just to how see. many yeah. of we're approaching a thousand also, by the way. Thank what? you for everybody who's following Twitter. We're I getting know, close. I keep getting I keep getting <laughs> notification that people are following us and I'm like, what did we yeah. put out? Like did we did we like <laughs> we didn't say anything? Yeah. Out of out of whoever's following, who who's gonna pay? Who's gonna pay for Discovery Plus to get that extra content? Yeah. It could be a good question to ask. Yep. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. What are our WTF moments, Lon? (laughs) Our WTF moments. All right. So for me, it would have to be the clusterfuck. Oh. That is Andrew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My jaw literally dropped. It dropped. I like went when he was like, I had the best. I had the most amazing steak. You should have been here. Uh, like, 
Yeah. These are his true colors. And then she's like finally starting to wake up. Holy shit. My dad might be right. You know, and she's still dropping L-bombs. I still love him. I'm like, you fucking see the kind of animal that this guy is. So. (laughs) Animal. Really? Like, what? I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And then he starts rattling off, you know, this list of things he's going to do. And I decided to indulge myself. Self-care under the guise of self-care, folks. You can fucking partake in self-care and still be sensitive yeah to the needs of somebody you love like come on man so yeah wtf andrew you can go f yourself (laughs) capital f (laughs) can i say that even if let's say for the sake of argument here playing devil's advocate let's say he is right about amira being the one that orchestrated this whole thing right let's say the fact that he filmed this or he allowed the crew to film his self-care montage mm-hmm. is not a good look. Dude. Good. You're further vilifying yourself. You're digging a, a bigger hole for yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's a stupid ass move. Uh, on your when he was at that like your... steakhouse and he's all, ah, that's God. And he's just being like obnoxious and happy. I was like, oof. Yeah. Not a good look. <laughs> Absolutely. My WTF moment would have to be Ryan. Just how he said he'd rather have the money. I'm yeah. like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that She's going to watch that. Like, yeah. I don't know how she felt. Oh, she, when she, yeah. She I mean, she's probably disappointed, obviously, but she got away. She dodged a bullet. For her sake, I hope the sex was good. Oh. Right? He says they do it four times. Four times. A day. I know. (laughs) I'm like, dude, are you just flexing? Or Mm. is it even... So for her sake, I hope she got at least that much out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for you, Stephanie. Blowing the dark condoms and all. Oh, my God. Anyway. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I just want to say I not come to America clean animals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Thank you, folks. Thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>